Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And, oh my god, we have a show this week. Wow. Like, seriously, I didn't think we were going to have enough stuff to talk about this week. Because um, Legacy was the main event at SCG. I, I mean, we don't really play Legacy that much. So, yeah. um, so I was just kind of like, oh man, we probably should find a guest. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we actually, you know, found enough stuff to talk about. So I I'm excited for this week because it does actually seem like some cool stuff going on here. Um first of all, uh GP San Jose. I didn't get a chance to watch it. You did. This is the thing with us. <laughs> yeah. I I work retail, man. <laughs> I work weekends. I'm either at these events playing them on weekends because I took off work or I'm scheduled. That's just how it goes. Like I looked at my schedule for the next two weeks and I have Saturday off because we're going to regionals. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have next Friday off because I requested it so I can go see my dad. But, like, every other day, like, even Valentine's Day, I'm opening on, on Valentine's Day. And then, you know, me and my wife are going to get do stuff in the evening. But um, it's just, like, crazy. So, anyway, you got to watch GP San Jose. Um, tell me a little bit about that. So, it was, te was it Team Sealed or? Yeah, it was Team Sealed day one and, I think, day two. Yeah. And then the top four was draft. Neat. Okay. Um, so, I mean – Okay, I lied. I didn't really watch any of this. I watched the finals. <laughs> but still, you know, I mean, the finals is more than I got to watch. Yeah, which, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good one. So the uh, on one side of the table is Efro, LSV, and Paul Cheon. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side is Paul Rietzel, Matt Sperling, and David Williams in the finals. So, yes, a bunch of scrubs. Uh, Go on. Luck sacks all the yep. way. Basically, like, the, the drama of the whole thing was basically uh, on Paul Cheon's part because – he needed six pro points to become uh, like a silver level pro and then therefore qualify for the pro tour this weekend. Like he literally needed to win this GP. The entire in order. GP. Yeah. He, six he, points if you win the right. GP. <laughs> so he right. has to win to qualify. Um, but the, the first one, I guess the first game I wanted to actually talk about was actually uh, LSV and it was uh, versus David Williams. Mm -hmm. And he just won out of nowhere. He was playing like kind of like a blue-red prowess combo deck because every time they cut in, it just looked completely hopeless. And they're like, "Oh yeah, I guess he's wait, he's winning." How that it just would happen in one turn. So um, I think LSV was at six life versus sixteen for David Williams. Uh, David Williams had six creatures on the board. He was he had just an amazing black white warriors deck. Nice. And LSV just had a Mistfire adept and a Shuyun. Mm -hmm. and two cards in hand, but those two cards just happened to both be 
teamer battle rages. So that's that's actually if you do the math, Misfire Adept, it's got prowess. Shu Yun's got prowess, and you cast two spells. It gives them both flying from the Misfire Adept, and so they both start at three. And they both get to five. And then they double strike. Cast double strike. Yeah. Twenty points wow. flying. Wow. <laughs> Just one turn. It is, and then he won another game that was very similar to that. It was, it was just insane. But basically, it just comes down to, uh, so LSV won that match. Uh, Efro lost his match. So it basically comes down to, to Chion versus it was the is the Paul brawl, the Paul Grudge match, Paul Chion <laughs> versus Paul uh, Rietzel. and uh, it was just a fantastic match. If there's a, if you can, you can find the replay, it's it, it's just crazy. Yeah, it even had uh, dueling fiends. Uh, it was Archfiend of Depravity on. Paul Chion side and oh god the Necropolis fiend for mm-hmm. Rietzel and like after the match Chion was talking about it and his deck literally has no way to remove a Necropolis fiend once it hits the board so you just had to like just grind through it and get in just random points of damage and it was just an incredible game and uh basically and this was for like to win to win the whole thing because right, right. other matches have been decided um so so the the uh, it was all three you know uh or both teammates uh, advising each each Paul, and Chion uh, uh, pulls it out, and it, it was pretty crazy. So it's it, it, it very good finals. <laughs> advising? So were they actually talking to the? Mm-hmm. Are yeah, they allowed you, to do that? I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's the whole fun of team events is that like once you finish, you can go over. Or I think I'm not sure if you could do it in the middle of a match. But once I was going to say done, that seemed uh, a little. Once you're done, like you they can like look over your shoulder and they like like write notes and talk to each other and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so uh, normally, um, dude, he's got Necropolis Fiend in his hand. Like, uh, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you could like bluff. Um, although I, I wonder because there was a there's a pretty cool play where uh, Chion played wait till turn. I guess until he had nine land out to play an Archfiend of Depravity um, into uh, the. Necropolis Fiend on the other side of the table with uh-huh. four cards in the graveyard. So, I mean, it would obviously die. And he left open four, and his last card in hand was uh, Dragon Scale Boon. Oh, so. wow. But uh, Rietzel's, you know, obviously a pretty good magic player and uh, sniffed it out and actually just did not bite. Right, right. Um, and I don't know if, like, I don't know if, if maybe seeing, like, <laughs> you know, Paul Chion look up and like you know, LSV is like, boy, you know, do do this, do this, do this. Like, it's probably pretty obvious that you're not gonna just run that out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a little easier to sniff sniff out that. Um, <laughs> although that'd be an amazing bluff if you just didn't have a trick and it's just a land in hand. Yeah, psych him out. Um, that's pretty hard to bank on. <laughs> so true. Uh, that that's that's all I wanted to talk on about or speak to on uh, GP San Jose. Just because it's like Team Seal, it's not super relevant, right? Right. Uh, to us, at least. But uh, that was just, uh, especially noteworthy. I would love to play Team Sealed. I think there was one in like Tennessee. Yeah. Like around the start of the season. Oh yeah, it was right around Halloween actually. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go to it, but uh, it just wasn't happening. Like I already had made like two trips in three months, and I just was not feeling like another trip out of town. But one of these days, man. We got to hit up one of these things because it it just sounds like a blast. I mean, you know how much I love sealed, and uh, and I it, would just... it, it seems like it it would definitely reward like actual preparation. Yeah, I can but see that. I've got to imagine a lot of the people that just, just kind of show up and 
I can't imagine like the the like if you're able to like actually do like three or four like practice builds, you probably have three or more four more like reps than like half the room. <laughs> right, right. Oh man. I again I, well, let's not skip ahead, but I miss I miss the seasons so much. Yeah. The PTQ seasons of actual like format changes. I miss that. I wish I would do the PPTQ system, but like just force a format each season. You know? Why yeah. couldn't they do that? I don't know. I I super miss it just because like it's so essentially the PPTQ system is just standard. Pretty much. I mean, because uh, that's what you know most people play, and that's what gets the best attendance. So um, there was a legacy event. Whatever. Eh. Yeah, know, people are still I, playing Delver even without Treasure Cruise. Next, like obviously, I mean, you figure they would. They were playing it before Treasure Cruise, so yeah, so yeah, they it's, have Brainstorm. It's good. Yeah, uh, it's a good deck. So, yeah, play Delver, don't or play Burn and beat Delver. So uh, moving on to Modern, because <laughs> we're just we're just I'm just feeling this conversation right now. So um, there was the Modern IQ uh, the same uh, day as the. Uh, or day two of the uh, Star City Games Open, which uh, it was Legacy. Uh, now they've got that two-day system, basically mimicking the uh, the GP format, uh, which is cool. I'm 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 all for it. Uh, I'm glad that the ones that we have are like I think they're like standard and modern, right? Aren't there two Dallas ones? I thought it was just a standard one, but maybe there's more coming up. I don't know. There are two on the schedule. We can look that up later, but I think one is standard and one is modern. Or I might be just thinking of our uh, GPs that we have this year. Anyway, um, so Amulet Combo 1? Yes. (laughs) The combo is Hive Mind and Pact of Negation. It also runs Slaughter Pact and uh, Summoner's Pact, but the Summoner's Pact could help you combo off. And the Pact of Negation could actually, like, you know, protect it. But it's, I yeah. hate decks like this. <laughs> I hate decks like this so much. It's like, I play Pact of Negation and I win! Like, it's so stupid. This isn't fun. This Summer isn't, Bloom. This is not fun magic. Ban Hive Mind! <laughs> no! I'm serious! Ban Hive Mind. It is just an unfun card to play against. Do you ever play against this deck in Legacy? No. It is the dumbest. I've played against it in Legacy. It's a real Legacy deck. It is the least fun thing. It's just like, I have a Hive Mind, and I play Pact Indication, and I win. Like, that's not fun. That's not Magic the Gathering. It's stupid. I hate this deck. Well. Ugh. Ugh. You could also combo them out with a Primeval Titan and search up a Slayer Stronghold. It comes in, untaps, and then you can give it haste. Then he swings, and you could search up a Sunholm Fortress of the Legion. It comes in, you can untap it, and then tap and give it double, give your uh, Primeval Titan double strike. So that's uh, 16. <laughs> so you're saying we need to ban Primeval Titan, too? Well, I mean, if it's too good for Commander. Yeah. There you go. This is a commander deck anyway. This is a dumb deck. <laughs> it's a, super complicated it's a and dumb deck. Okay, what de- well, okay, what deck? What deck do you hate more, this or Storm? This. Okay. Cuz Storm Storm actually like does work. Like there's there is yeah, you have to like, you know, 
you play a bunch of spells and then you win. But you have to actually, like, really, like, think about what you're doing. <sighs> I think amulet combo is incredibly complicated to play. It's stupid. Like, Matthias Hunt, I think, played this at the Pro Tour. The last modern Pro Tour. And, like, he had to write, like, a like a primer on the deck for himself. It's <laughs> just so he, like he do like all the like so he could just do all the math and all the uh, the actions and, and know what to tutor for like just just do it blind and so he like wrote an entire primer on like how to play the deck so he just knew like what to do on like every step. You shouldn't need an instruction manual to play a deck. It's a That's machine. Whole... <laughs> it's a it's it's it's, uh, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It, that it doesn't it, sound it, like a game anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It does. It's not a game. It's it's it's. Yeah, if you're writing an instruction manual, it's like you're operating machinery. You're not like playing a game. It's so stupid. I mean, I you know, I can't I can't hate too much on on decks like Storm cuz I kind of play a Storm deck. You know, I play Affinity. So so it's 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 oh, almost that's totally different. It's like a Storm deck in terms of like bloop, I drop my hand. What do you got? You know what I mean? It's kind of the thing. Like, Storm will go this, 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 empty the Warrens. 16 goblins, pass. You know? And then you have to either kill all those goblins or die. That's kind of the way Affinity works. I know they're two different decks. You know, I'm not trying to say Affinity is Storm. But, We've but spent it's... too much time on this amulet combo deck. Yeah, I, I just dislike it. You know what? Now the terrorists have won. Because now we're talking about their dumb deck. You're right. <laughs> That's all they want. That's what you do when you play this deck. You just want attention. <laughs> oh, man. One day I will be greater than a speck, and they will notice me. Uh, Let's see. So Green White Hate Bears. I like mm-hmm. this. This is the kind of deck I like. I could never get this deck to work. I've, I've tried it multiple times and multiple variations. The Mono White version. This is like kind of like a Green White beatdown deck, but it also has like the Hate Bears... Like skeleton of yeah. Thalia and Voice Resurgence, although that's not really it. But it's it's basically Leon and Arbiter and Aven Mind Sensor. Like those, like Leon and Arbiter, Aven Mind Sensor, Thalia, and it's not actually running the Aether Vials. So, hmm. Weird. Interesting. Yeah, this is kind of like Green White Beatdown. Mm hmm. Pretty much. But I like some this. of the hateness in it. Some Brimaz. Brimaz and Modern. This guy's like me. Any anytime I'm playing green, I put a couple chokes in the sideboard. Creeping corrosion, fracturing gust. I'm looking at all the ways it hates my deck. Stony silence, man. It's a hateful deck. He's got some. Uh, it's unfortunate. I hate to see this much hate. Engineered explosives. That'll wreck affinity. Yes, it will. <laughs> oh my god! You just put it on zero. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty That's good. So bad. Yeah, there are a bunch of weird decks in this. Uh... This, <laughs> I, I can tell you this, this will look nothing like the field of the Pro Tour. Oh, Absolutely of course not. Of course nothing not. like it. Except for maybe the Jeskai Control. Uh, that's That got third. There's a uh, there's a lot of burn, which I don't know. I don't know if burn got much better or much worse post-bannings. Uh-huh. Because it got rid of Birthing Pod, which was the worst matchup that was commonly played. But it also got rid of Delver, which was the best matchup. So I don't know how to feel about that. Sure, sure. 
I mean, I just, every week, man, ever since these bannings, I'm just looking at these top 16s going, look at this! Look at this vibrant format! Like, amulet combo is a problem. I don't like it. <laughs> but, uh, one. I know, but it's the winning deck. And if that deck keeps winning, people will keep playing it. And then it'll just... Ugh, ugh. Stupid deck. We do have a dredge deck in the top 16. We have a dredge vine deck. In the top 16, we've got Death and Taxes, Red Blackburn, The Rack, Merfolk. I think Merfolk was 16th last week, too. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. Elves in 9th. Elves. Red Blackburn. Let's look at this, because you were saying that uh, some of these uh, choices were kind of strange. Uh, oh, I was talking about the one that made top 8. Like The mono red. Like, like Burst Lightning or some, something like that. Burst Lightning. Are you sure about that? Uh, no, I'm not entirely sure. No, it sure is. <laughs> One of Burst Lightning. Yeah, it, it was just playing some weird stuff in it that I, I was not sure. And three Grim Lava Mancer seems a bit excessive. Well, not when you've got uh, 11 fetch lands. I, I mean, guess. I just want I want all my stuff to do the damage like that turn. Yeah, but I mean, Lava Mancer can get a lot of damage in over time. It can. I, I, think I, I don't want to run it out there and get a lightning helix for no value. Well, sure. And they could even untap and then do that. But look at how many targets this deck has for a lightning helix, though. That's the thing. Is that, like, yeah, you can run out of Grim Lava Mancer and they'll kill it. But then, like, you know, most, most burn decks that are playing, like, eight creatures aren't going to have a follow-up creature to play. But this deck looks like it will. You know, four guide... Three Grim Lava Mancer, four Monastery Swift Spear, four Eidolon of the Great Revel. I mean, there's a lot of targets that you could make the argument are even better targets than a Lava Mancer, but maybe not, you know? This looks like this is a deck that's that's built to power up Grim Lava Mancer, you know? Shard Volley. I don't like Shard Volley either. Nah, I say no. I say I, I don't. I, I disapprove. You don't like Shard Volley? I like it in not four of. Really? Not four of in a 20-land deck. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. I think Shard Volley is really good. I actually <laughs> like Shard Volley as a four. A 20-land deck with, like, 10 fetch lands? 11 fetch lands, my friend. Oh 11. My God. 11 fetch lands. Now, the other, the red-white burn deck also runs three Grim Lava Mancers. Yeah. And a Chandra Pyromaster. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to get to the point that I was going to make when you sent me the... the... <laughs> the red black one see this is actually why i miss modern ptq season uh-huh if you go to a modern tournament that's not a grand prix and not a pro tour you're just gonna see whatever deck people like to play with right it's gonna be very similar to, to going to legacy it's gonna be kind of hard to if you're going to the pro tour then fine prepare for a field full of um, like junk decks or abzan decks and scape shift and stuff like that but if you're if you're just going to like a an IQ or below or a PPTQ, God bless that tournament organizer. You just, you just need to like come for a diversified field full of everyone's pet decks that they just decide to play. Cause people don't like switch decks as often as they do in standard. And they don't it's really expensive too. Yeah. They don't play. Yeah. They don't play like whatever the established list is. Right. Like so they just, like throw a little spice in there. No, they don't. Yeah. They like to like, you know, heat things up. And that's why Burn's such a great um, choice for low-level modern events because it just, you know, it's like, oh, you want to, like, you know, 
just mess around for a little bit with your your fun little pet deck, and I'm just gonna you know kill you in four turns. I don't know, man. This red black burn list is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. So let's just read this. I'm gonna read this whole list. It. Just go. Over. Okay. So creatures eleven. Four Goblin Guide, four Monastery Swift Shark, three Tomb Stalkers. <laughs> Spells, 30. Four Lightning Bolt, four Searing Blood, four Skull Crack, two Volcanic Fallout, four Bump in the Night, four Faithless Looting, four Gataxian Probe, four Lava Spike, and 19 lands. That is including four, eight, 12, 13 fetch lands. 13 fetch lands. Mm-hmm. One stomping ground, two blood crypt, uh, one swamp, two mountains. Sideboard gets really interesting too. Three Nihil spell bomb. Okay, fair enough. Two rain of gore. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I didn't even know what this card did. This is an amazing card. Um, two Eidolon of the Great Revel, three Destructive Revelry, one Volcanic Fallout, three Molten Rain, and one Forest. That has to be an error. Nope. Well, there I you mean... go. <laughs> and one this, Forest. This is why I miss modern PTQ season. <laughs> yeah, no, really, though, like, it's not so much just, I mean, and yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying about missing modern PTQ season, but I just miss, like, the forced format changes of mm-hmm. PTQ season because I dread, I mean, honestly, like, as much as I'm, like, I'm cool, I'm, op- I'm like, I'm down, like, I, I want to play competitive magic, whatever that entails, like, I'm, I'm all for it, I'm, I'm game, you know? But I just do really dread just having to grind competitive standard year round, you know, like it was really nice to have a change every couple months. It was nice to, I mean, frankly, when I didn't play modern, it was nice to have a a three month period where I was like, oh, cool, I can take a break, you know, or at least from, from the PTQ grind. But I just feel like, you know, standard every weekend. And it's just like, oh, it just seems like, like the format better stay interesting, you know? Because, I mean, that's just the, the worst, is if, like, the format is super... Like, can you imagine having to play standard every weekend competitively, like, last standard season, with, like, Mono Blue and Mono Black Devotion being, like, the only two decks? I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, It would have definitely discouraged me or made it a lot easier to miss tournaments. You know? Like, Wizards, I, I, Wizards is very fortunate that they just so happen to have an extremely interesting and diverse standard format right now. I agree. It is. It's an interesting and diverse standard format uh, that I feel keeps evolving, even if it only in subtle ways. Uh, it is still evolving, and, and and it's an enjoyable format to play. It's, it's one of those things, though, where, like, one deck one, dominating the format... One day could, it's going to evolve. It's going to evolve into a Raichu, and then there'll be no more, you know, evolutions left, and it's going to be, get stale. And then what? Good question. I have no idea what that means. All right. <laughs> I guess you didn't own a Game Boy. No, I didn't. Is that is that a Pokemon thing? Oh, hell yeah, it's a Pokemon thing. 
See, I used to watch the Pokemon show. But okay, I never... How do you not know that Pikachu evolves into Raichu? I don't know, man. Maybe oh. because of what I used to do while I watched Pokemon back in the day. But anyway. Homework? Yes, exactly. Good. <laughs> See, I caught it. You got to catch yeah. them all. <laughs> wow. But anyway, you know, I, I feel like we're kind of on, th- like, we're kind of walking on thin ice, though, in terms of uh, competitive magic staying interesting. Because, like, one deck just dominating the format is going to make this year really boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I could go ramble on and on about this. I think we, I, it wouldn't be a terrible alternative to just switch to sealed. And I, I think people will eventually. So, anyway, I could go on and on about that. You know, I miss the season changes. I miss being forced to uh, to switch gears and to focus on other things. I miss sealed season more than anything else, honestly. But uh, I, I hope that eventually they see just how little people are scheduling the other formats and maybe switch, you know, keep the P... Because I don't mind the PPTQ format at all. I don't. I like I like having more opportunities to play competitive magic every week. I do. I like that. I like the fact that there's a lot of different stores that can all participate, and it's not just like two or three big events every season that are near us. I like that. I like the fact that any weekend we could run into some store and and play in a tournament. But I hope that they just take, they merge the two formats where they have the PTQ seasons and the PPTQ tournament series, where they'll force a season but then keep it on the PPTQ level. I don't know. What about Block Constructed? Did did they ever do Block Constructed as a PTQ season? Oh, a while back. It was a Pro Tour season, but I don't think it was actually a P- PTQ season. Oh, sure it was. Well, with two blocks, each block, I don't think it's going to... Well, yeah, it's not happening anymore. I don't think that's happening anymore. I think that Block Constructed is officially dead. But anyway, I, I'm open to anything, as long as it's not Commander... Or tiny leaders or other dumb casual formats. So, with that uh, controversial statement, let's move right on to the uh, SCG uh, standard 5K blue white heroic. The deck that I said isn't any good in this format, blah blah blah, wins the event, running exactly zero Fate Reforged cards, main or sideboard. Yeah, it's a bad set. No good cards in it. Yeah, there you go. I want to be a fan of Blue-White Heroic, but I'm just not sure it's the deck for me. And that's okay. It is. It is okay. I'm just like looking at this deck at the top of these standings going, how did it get past all these other decks? How did Blue-White Heroic beat Blue-Black Control? I don't know. Wait, whoa, no, no, stop. Are you kidding? How did an aggro deck beat a control deck? Blue White Heroic is not an aggro deck. <laughs> How many three drops does it run? It runs four. It runs it runs Heliod's Pilgrim. Okay, here's a better here's a better measure. Uh, how many lands does it run? Twenty two. Alright, that's an aggro deck. Alright, I guess. But it runs more spells than creatures. Well that's fine. Burns an aggro deck. I guess you're right. I have a problem with calling this an aggro deck because it's very like 
much like all in on one card kind of deck where it's an aggro deck's going to go creature, 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 overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. This is almost like an exalted deck, which they know. There's there's two schools of aggro. Oh god, I think I heard this term on the like the so many insane plays podcast. It's like about uh-huh. vintage. Yeah, but they're talking about like vintage uh, aggro strategies, and there's like two competing schools. And they're very similar, and, he's, and they use, like, two cards as, like, an example. And one was, uh, well, I totally forgot what the, the, the card is because it's never played anywhere else. Uh, but it was one in the green. It's, like, a 1-1. One, one, and whenever you play a non-green spell, basically, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Kyrian Dryad. That's it. Yep. So that was, like, a, a card in Vintage at one point. And so that's called, like, build, going, going tall. You're building up one creature. That's what this is, uh, as opposed to going wide, right? Where right. you're like a you have a like a young pyromancer and a delver, and you make a bunch or of tokens. monastery mentor, yeah, yeah, and you just you swing in. Um, this is this is just going tall, and so this is just a version of going tall in an aggro deck in standard. So it is different than a, what we're used to in terms of how an aggro deck is constructed in standard. Cool, that, that's awesome. Like I didn't, I never heard that before playing a game for 20 years and you hear a piece of terminology for the first time today. That's, that's cool. Going tall. I like that. It's just, yeah, it's two different, two different schools, but they're, but it's aggro. Okay. That's, that's a hundred percent fair. I like that. Okay. It's just, you normally don't have the cards for it in standard. Right. Right. It's kind of like in uh, in modern, you've got affinity that's going wide and then you've got boggles and you know what that is. Mm-hmm. I sure do. It's a deck that loses to Chalice of the Void on one. Ah. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> I hate that deck so much. I have Chalice in my sideboard. I don't hate that deck. I told you. I told you the thing I realized about Chalice the other day, right? Um, oh, I, I, you did. I forget. What was it? Stops living in its tracks. Yeah. Just put it on zero. They can't ever cast it. Yeah. Although, I guess I could suspend it, but, you know, you'd probably kill them by then. Does it? Oh, okay. Does it, it? Does it just go on the stack as a special action? It's not actually casting from. Oh, you know what? It is cast. You just cast it. Is. It. Yeah. You think it ever cast it? Yeah. Yeah. Chalice on zero. Yeah. <laughs> Hose is living in. Yep. Absolutely. It's just a very versatile card. I wouldn't have thought about like I. I don't know. Up until like I think I was working out and I realized that and I thought it was really cool because. <laughs> I've had Chalice of the Void in my sideboard before, and I don't know if I've ever played against Living End with it in my sideboard, but until for some reason that clicked in my brain, I would have that in my sideboard and not probably bring it in versus Living End. I'm right. not sure if I would th- figure that out. Yeah, no, I no, I seriously like played against uh, Boggles uh, in Modern and played Chalice for one, turn one, and they were just like, oh. No, I think they even got a Glade Cover Scout down. But then I played Chalice for one, and then they were able to put some stuff on their creature, but they couldn't do anything else. Like, everything else was, like, just shut down. Like, their entire hand was just sitting there. And then I was just able to drop – I was able to drop an Insole Artifact on my Darksteel uh, Citadel and then just block its one creature while I did my thing in the air. And they couldn't even Path to Exile it. It was outstanding. <laughs> Because I was sitting there, I was actually, like, playing around Path for, like, a turn or two. And I was like, he can't even Path! Yeah. I'm like, he can't even do it! I just shut this entire deck down with this one card. It was awesome. So, anyway, 
standard. Blue white heroic wins. I, I have a, I already like just just. I mean, hearing... you you have to take these these results like all these IQ results with a grain of salt. I mean, it's not a, these aren't gigantic tournaments typically. Well, but this is a, a super IQ. It's True. a little different, and it's still just one event. It is right. A lot of blue-black control in the top 16. Three decks. Mm-hmm. The power of Ugin the Spirit Dragon it's, on display. It's a good card. It sure is. I'm looking forward to playing it. It's an eight drop. All right, Joe. SCG Regionals next week. What are you playing? Um, Skipping the four play. What are you playing? Well, I've got a couple decks I could play. Um, obviously, I've got blue-white heroic built. I could play that. I really want to play mono-green devotion. With Ugin and Frontier Siege, because that seems really powerful and really cool. Although, <laughs> Ryan did bring up a good point. He's like, so you're into just wiping your own mana dorks. I was like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> Wait, what just, What use are you getting out of a mana dork after you have an Ugin in play? I know, that's what I said. I was like, dude, if it's going to win me the game, like, then fine, whatever. Um, anyway, uh, I could play Green Black Constellation. I could play any number of Abzan aggro decks or mid-range decks. You could I just could... play Green-Black Constellation with, like, a ramp element in it because then you're getting Constellation triggers off your Frontier Sieges and stuff like yeah. that. So that's fun. Yeah, you could do that. You could do a hybrid of that. Um, I could, which I realized... Um, after looking at the list, I could play the uh, Teamer Ascendancy combo deck because, despite you know splashing for blue and red, two colors that I really don't play, um, the only cards that it runs that I don't actually own are um, three copies of Yavamaya Coast um, because it runs one Temple of abandon and then four wooded foothills which i already have a set of foothills for uh for burn in modern so i mean i'm already like just like three cards away from building that deck so there's a lot of different options there's a lot of different directions i could go in of the things that i said i'm just because i i'm really not decided uh which of those sounds to you like the best option and you know me, so which deck do you think I should play? Uh, Green-Black Constellation with some sort of ramp element to it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, because you can play your Frontier Sieges. Mm-hmm. You've got a nice, like, engine in terms of, uh, you know, the Constellation stuff. And then you get to play your Ugins. And you don't play as many Mana Dorks, I don't think. Or do you in that deck? I have no idea. I haven't looked at a, a list for it um, in terms of, like, what the lists look like right now. Oh, uh, there's there's a few. Because mm-hmm. I think BBD or someone played that at one at the, that, uh, the Open two weeks ago. Oh, yep. wait, yeah, this plays just as many mana dorks. So it still, has, it still has the four Mystics, four Caryatids, four Coursers, a um, couple of Nykthos. But four Frontier Siege, that's just cool. And, oh, it actually gets to run, wow. Okay, it runs three Hornet Queens, so you can actually do the Frontier Frontier Siege on Dragons. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, I actually just realized, um, I think walking home from work today, that uh, Frontier Siege really costs two. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, all the other sieges, 
don't do anything for you. I mean, well, it, oh, that's not necessarily true. It, costs, you know what? it costs two if you have like an elvish mystic or a courser or something like that still stuck in your hand. Yeah, that's yeah. I guess that's right. It costs it costs four, and then you get the two mana in your second main, and you can drop like something. It's like the original Garrick Wildcaller or whatever. Garrick Wildspeaker. Wildspeaker, yeah. Was he a four drop? I can't even remember. He was. He was. Yeah, and then he, he untaps two, two, two lands. Green. Yeah. Yeah. Man, wouldn't that be better though, with Nykthos? Ha. Oh. I don't think it would be better, honestly. I like the dragons option. I think that the Hornet Queen plus Frontier Siege is just stupid. And you can run Thoughtseize in your sideboard. And you can run Heroes Downfall. How many uh, Ugans does that deck run that you're looking at? Two. Two? Two in the main, plus a Garrick. Apex Predator. Main? Mm-hmm. How are you going to kill the other Ugans? Oh, that sounds really fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to play the new Garrick. I want to play Ugin. I want to have access to Thoughtseize and Black Removal and, and Doomwake Giant and all things that are oh, good. Doomwake. I thought it was going away. I thought the coast was clear because uh, <laughs> it's a little segue into to my choice currently. Yeah. So uh, tell me. I mean, yes. Okay. Okay. So um, of all those choices, I've got Teamer Ascendancy sitting next to me. I had to check and make sure I had them. That sounds fun. But I just don't know. You're going to need to get a lot of reps in with that deck, I feel like. Yeah, I think so, too. And I just don't have the time. I don't think um, that deck has an easy mode button. <laughs> right, right. I need to write an instruction manual. Um, isn't it funny that I'm like, oh, Hive Mind is so dumb. I want to play Team Ascendancy combo. I don't know. Uh, that deck still plays Hypocrite creatures. Warning. I mean, it's still, you know. It kind of does. It just does what Mono Green Devotion would do, but then also can combo kill. Sure. Which is which was kind of the appeal to it, where it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, I'm just doing my thing, but then I can also win out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know about all that. I think Green Black Devotion's it, man. I think we're back on board, back on the train. All right. It's the it's the deck that I've that I have I think the most competitive experience with. Um, out of the standard decks that I've played over the last like couple months or so. Uh, so with like virtually no time to actually test. Uh, I think just updating the list and uh, and and th- throwing myself into the fray on Saturday might just be the best strategy, rather than trying to goldfish blue white heroic and figure that deck out and go, oh, that's how it works. Hmm. I want to play it. Not so much. This sound this sounds like a better plan for this weekend. Man, I wish I had more time to test. But anyway, uh, tell me about your deck. So you're going to play something that is a dog to Doomwake Giant, apparently. Sure, but no one's playing Doomwake Giant, so I'm all good. Yeah, we'll, we'll get paired up. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking of just red-white aggro. I know it's really popular, but it's a deck that I'm pretty good with. And I feel like I could customize it to whatever I think the metagame is going to be like. Which, since I haven't been playing like in paper like out much, I really don't know what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised at at least the PPTQ at Common Ground. Like, there's just no control. It doesn't seem yeah. like there's as many control players in Texas, or Dallas at least. Well, you know, one thing that's... I don't know if it's alarming to you, but it seems a little alarming to me is that there are no copies of this red-white aggro deck in the top 16 of the uh, last Premier IQ. Oh, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't think that matters. It's just not as a big enough tournament to, like derive conclusions from i don't think okay 
Um, and I, I really like the the deck, and I know it enough that I can like customize it to at least have all the cards that I would want to have within my seventy five to you know beat control or beat mid range or you know beat aggro. It already beats aggro. I mean that's although problem. sorry yes, although yes. did you see the the PTQ results? Mm-hmm. Number one, there's only one deck listed. Mark Nestico's red-white aggro deck that won a proper PTQ in Tampa. Oh, yeah. I sent you this. So, so there we go. Yeah. So, I like it. All right. Um, I, I do like his choice of four Storm Breath Dragons right now. It's just, you know, it's got the haste, so I like it better than Wingmate Rock. Wing, Wingmate mm-hmm. Rocks is, is if, if everyone's playing, like, Abzan midrange and you got to kill a bunch of Elspeths and everyone's rocking one-for-one one removal. And you know you want you know also hedge against aggro, but mm-hmm. I just I just like where Stormbreath Dragon is right now. It's aggressive, so it's good against control. Everyone's playing white, it seems like. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So it's great versus versus any of those kind of decks with you know white removal or white creatures, mm-hmm. in case you have to block. God forbid. Um. And for you know like the blue black uh, or blue black or soul tide decks that aren't playing white. They're playing Crux of Fate, and if you already have a bunch of creatures, they're obviously going to try to choose the destroy all non-dragon creatures, or just mm-hmm. you know, and he gets to stick around. So I just like where he's positioned right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this runs your pet card. Well, Outpost Siege is just clearly a good card. I think people realize that now. Yeah, no, it is. I I'm feel not... like I've been vindicated here. They are sold out at fifty-five cents. Did you buy in? <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> now, you I did. Know, I did not go in deep. This is not an official, you know, you know, yo MTG taps. Get a second mortgage speculation here. It's a. Uh, <laughs> I, I bought like ten at fifty cents. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, sure. I I, I liked. I I just think it's uh, it's probably like the upside's like a dollar though. It's not a four of. Although although at the Sunday Super Series Championship uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his name, Japanese player. He's like a gold pro. He was in the tournament and they showed the deck list for, he was running red, white aggro and he was running four main deck outpost sieges. Wow. <laughs> Which, and the thing is like, it's not like they get worse in multiples. Uh, they don't at all. Unlike Chandra, if you stack those and you have just like four creatures out and you have like two of them out, I mean, you're, I mean, you're just going to kill them. Yeah. And that's one thing, like, oh, man, if only it didn't cost four or Butcher the Horde didn't cost four, but that, that, that would be that'd be two awesome cards to have out at the same time. Uh, Outpost Siege on Dragon's Mode mm-hmm. plus Butcher of the Horde. You can just have like a little mini, kind of like, like the Aristocrats deck. Yeah. You just have like the combo finish where you, you swing in, you know, you see how they're blocking, and then, you know, you just get them down to a low enough life total and just start sacking your guys and killing them. You can definitely do that. Now, now the the, the thing that's been driving because I didn't even like look at what card they were talking about, but and I didn't even think about it last week when we were talking about it because I just didn't bother looking at what the card was. Abzan Advantage is getting played. It is, and we were we were like making fun of this card. You were like, I started with it. You were like, Abzan Advantage. Wow, we're gonna be talking about this spoiler all day. <laughs> I did. And you, like, totally made fun of me. And we both were like, this card sucks. Like, that was our, like, very, very strongly worded. 
we thought this card was terrible, but there was a deck running three copies of it in like the top eight of last week's uh, SCG Open. You know, it's not a dead card. Triggers prowess. Um, it's better in that deck because it's not like a tokens deck. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to get out like, I guess, I, mean, I guess your best target would be um, uh, Mantis Rider. Because that's just yeah. sweet to have a 4-4 four, four Flying Vigilance Haste. Although it probably doesn't have haste at that point. And it's not a dead card. So it's main deck enchantment removal, which is pretty good right now. Almost everyone's running enchantments. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as I, as one would initially think. That's I'll give them that. Yeah, I feel, yeah, you know, and like, oh, man. I'm thinking about like, I, I, it doesn't feel, it's funny because like it feels worse as a card for me playing green black constellation than it does if i were playing just like mono green devotion or something because like frontier siege could very well be my only enchantment Mm -hmm. or at least like if i'm playing green black constellation there's any number of enchantments that i could sacrifice sure uh, yeah i could if if they only have one target then it's just all upside yeah yeah because which I, th- I think a lot of these decks kind of are like this deck here. I mean, this deck is either you're going to be sacrificing an outpost siege or a chain to the rocks. If somebody plays it against this deck. Yep. That would be a bummer. And neither one of those is good, you know? So that's okay. You know? All right. If everyone's playing like, or, or a uh, whip of Erebos, you know, if everyone's playing and whips are impossible to get back. Like, they really are. Like, Whip might as well just be exiled when it hits the graveyard. Like, it might as well say, if Whip of Erebos would go to your graveyard, exile it instead. Because you don't get that thing back if it goes in your graveyard. As someone who's played Whip decks, that's why you play three or four Whips. Because you're probably going to be dealt, you're probably going to be, like, dredging <laughs> in a way. And if those things are in your graveyard, you just basically lose. So. No, I just run Nixweaver. You could run Nixweaver. You should not run Nixweaver. Probably not. Yeah, so it, I'm, I'm basically I'm down to red white, um, and it's just de- deciding on like the numbers for the the all important three, four, and five five drop slots. So three drop, there's just there's too many choices. You've got. I thought you were gonna say three, four, or five outpost sieges. I oh, really yeah. did. I was like, no, no, not five. No matter what, Stephen, not five. I think I'm gonna start at three. I it the, the correct number is either two. Or more than two. So um, I'm going to start at... You know what? I'm going to start at four and work my way down. See which one I like more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the three-drop slot, I mean, it's Goblin Rabble Master, Monastery Mentor, or um, Brimaz. Or I guess you could also do uh, Heliod's Pilgrim if you're on the Change of the Rocks plan. Oh, Heliod's Pilgrim. Which I'm not sure if everyone's running these Abzan advantages. I wouldn't, I wouldn't Heliod's Pilgrim. It was great when I was testing it last standard season. I wouldn't. It was fantastic. But everyone was just running Abzan mid-range and then Chain to the Rocks just amazing versus those guys cuz they just all you all you worry about is Siege Rhino and having a one mana answer to that is just so tempo positive it's insane. Mhm. Absolutely. Um so maybe mm, I'll have to see because a lot of people are now running the four monastery mentors and then a couple of our stances to protect them. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure what's what what the right numbers are, but that's that's what I'm that's that's where I'm going to start my testing this week. And if I have time, I'm going to try to make Naya tokens 
quarter calling deck work, but we'll see. So what are you cording up? Uh, you got Perforos. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this in, uh, last week or... Maybe. Weeks. I'm not sure. Because, yeah, you can, you can cord Perforos, Wingmate Rock, Whisperwood Elemental. I think that's all you'd really want to cord. Those are the main targets. But, I mean, you could also just... You get to run, like, one of main deck. Oh, gosh. I'm just... I cannot remember the guy's name. Two and a green. Blows up an artifact or enchantment. Two, one. Reclamation stage. Yeah, there we go. And then you get to bring in sideboard cards, and then now you have, like, four virtual copies of all your sideboard cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the advantage of Court of Calling. I've never enjoyed playing the card myself. But, uh... And it, it, it's kind of like... That's what I'm trying to do. I'm like... Because I don't like ramp decks. I don't like top-decking Elvish Mystics. Or... I just don't like having them around late game and wondering what to do with them. And Court of Calling can help solve some of that because you know you can get like a whisperwood elemental and now they're um you know you don't have to worry about sweepers anymore or um at least in the Naya tokens deck you can run dictate of heliod or dictate of the sun god dictate of heliod and now heliod's dictate no what is the combination of words i am searching for i'm just letting you work this out i'm i'm, in, I'm amused <laughs> I, you know what i'm gonna go with dictate of heliod that's final answer. Lock it in. The one that pumps creatures. Yeah, that that that's correct. All right. <laughs> so that's the other the other option, and the set's now legal online. So we ah, finally should be getting a few results there. Although it takes a little, it, t- it takes a little while to propagate because it's only pre-release events right now. Hmm. But since there's no stores it's just bots so you can just you know you can buy the cards to trade them in now i've been trading in all my old i had a ton of cons packs even though i haven't been playing online a lot lately um i was able to trade that in for like most of what i needed so cool i'll be able to test that out maybe maybe even take the the blue green manifest deck out for a spin we'll see <laughs> you gonna go there again you know i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, I'll, I'll give it a try in a daily event this sounds see. This sounds suspicious to me. That that I'm not that that I'm definitely I'm not gonna tur- show up to another tournament with it. I won't do it. Oh, I'm not talking about that deck. Okay. I'm talking about you mm-hmm. wanting to play a deck that won a PTQ the week before mm-hmm. at an event. Mm-hmm. Like this is a deck that's popular. Mm-hmm. It's known. Somewhat known. People are somewhat ready for it. Mm-hmm. This just doesn't seem like you at all. Um, but this seems like your kind of deck, though. You know, this definitely seems like your style, the deck itself. Well, I mean... But playing a deck that's established doesn't seem like your style. I I was playing it like a month ago. Yeah, I know, but that's why you're supposed to abandon it right now. I know, when it's good. And play like blue-red, and play like blue-red burn or something. So you hang out, you you put in the work, you play it, you get in your reps, and then it starts putting up results, and you just immediately jump off the bandwagon. (laughs) Right. As the game like plan. You, like you, that's that's been the game plan. How has that worked out for you? You know, I'm gonna give it a, a four, four out of ten. <laughs> four out of a hundred. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Did you know Therese Nielsen did the art on Dictate of Heliod? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, she does. She does lots of amazing art. Anywho. One other thing I wanted to try, and I probably won't, but uh, I've been talking about is updating like um, the red-blue aggro deck since it, you know, it seems like it got a lot of cards. 
from Fate Reforged. It got, you know, Shaman of the Great Hunt. And there was even in the IQ, I think it got third, a Teamer Aggro deck. And it had four Frostwalkers. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I was, was going to say, what, are you going to run Frostwalker? <laughs> it ran it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then four um, Flamewake Phoenix. So you get to mm-hmm. rebuy it with your Frostwalkers and your Shamans. Yeah. And then you can play Monastery Swift Spear, and you can play... Uh, this is just a combo that I, I'm sure people have thought of already, but I just was thinking of it today. Um, and each individual card, except for the last one, are not completely unreasonable. So it's uh, just Monastery Swift Spear, two Titan Strength, one Tumor Battle Rage. That's <laughs> that's 20 haste damage. You could do that on turn four, I guess. Or, I mean, if you had it to, to be play. turn four, yeah. Just something to think about. That's interesting. That's I don't it. know if I like it, but Frostwalker. Yep, there we go. Yeah. We're talking you, about that. Titan Strength, your Frostwalker. Oh. You should do it, though. <laughs> if, if you're playing Frostwalker, you should totally Titan Strength it. Just do it. It'll be fun. I've cast Thoughtseize at two life. You know, just for fun. Yeah, sure. You gotta do the Seppuku sometimes. Absolutely. I play Hearthstone. You have to do it a lot. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta attack right into their taunt creature for lethal. Absolutely. Why give them the satisfaction? Absolutely. No, I, I'm just sad Shocklands aren't in the format anymore, so I can't shock myself for the last two. <laughs> That's great. Um, speaking of Hearthstone. Oh, boy. I've started a Twitch channel. Hmm? Yeah. So um, I, I've i never used – I've never streamed games before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things. One night – I was home, I was bored, and uh, I started looking into it and messing around with it and figured it out and, uh, you know, tried streaming a little bit of Hearthstone, but, like, had my headset on mute the entire time. It was a disaster. Um, But anyway, I think I've worked out the kinks a little bit, and I'm going to be streaming um, Hearthstone on my birthday. So Thursday, February 19th. Um, I'm going to hop on heart on Twitch. It's a uh, twitch.tv slash big head Joe. Yeah. I got it open right now. Yeah. So, uh, that's my, uh, Twitch channel. And on my birthday, I, 10 PM Eastern time, I'm going to crack 40 packs of, uh, gnomes versus goblins <laughs> and, uh, going to, Build the most annoying deck of all time. So I'm really, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the new Hearthstone expansion, and uh, the my main reason for that is the fact that so many cards are um, are dependent on randomness. So you spend all this time setting up a play, and then they point something, or they just play something that's like do something to a random something and then you have like they have like a 20 percent chance of hitting it they hit it and it dies and you just like spend all this time setting something up for it to lose to randomness and and that's not really fun so on my birthday uh thursday february 19th 10 p.m eastern i am going to open 40 packs of hearthstone of gnomes versus goblins and i'm going to use as many cards that do something random as possible 
and build the most random, least fun to play against deck imaginable and ladder with it. So that's the plan for uh, for the 19th. And that's what I'm going to do the night of my birthday. So that'll be pretty fun. Uh, anyone who likes to watch streaming games, who plays Hearthstone, check it out. Um, subscribe to my channel. I don't know how any of this works. I don't know if subscribing to the channel does you any good. But uh, twitch.tv slash bigheadjoe. All right, Joe. Yes. Before we go. Yeah. You have five seconds. What deck wins the Modern Pro Tour this weekend? <laughs> uh, okay. Five seconds. Did I already run out of five seconds? Is that, uh, do, when, when does this time start? Which deck wins the Modern Pro Tour? Mm -hmm. <sighs> or most popular day two deck if you want to be a a wimp. I think Storm. Hmm. I like it. I think Storm wins. Because I think, like you said, I think that the Pro Tour guys aren't gonna and gals aren't going to be showing up with their pet decks. I think they're going to play something that they think has the best chance to win. Um, and I think Storm is one of those decks that, if people aren't ready for it, can really uh, do a lot of damage and uh, win very fast. Um, it's not fun, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it might be. I think it might be a popular choice, and I think it could have the potential to win. Um, but most popular deck, most played deck, probably some form of junk or jund. Hmm. Okay. I want to have different answers than you. Okay. So <laughs> why were you, were those going to be your exact answers? Uh, you know, m more or less, but <laughs> just kidding. Um, I think, <laughs> Oh God. I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's kind of random. It's just like sports, you know, at least with modern, there's just not like a, I just don't foresee like a blowout, you know, innovation where there's some deck that just takes everything by storm or <laughs> takes, takes the tournament by, Hmm, surprise! I don't want to say storm, so I'm just gonna say burn. I like burn. <laughs> it's not gonna win. <laughs> Do you think anyone's even gonna be playing burn? I guess if someone shows up with affinity, everyone's gonna show up with affinity hate, though. I think so too. That's that's the thing. Like I wanted to go with the home team, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm being I'm being realist, and I'm actually you know, thinking of it like someone who would be playing in the pro tour and not like me with my, my affinity deck. Yeah. And I was thinking scape shift or, but then junk tears that up. And if I think junk's going to be the most played deck, which is actually what I think will be the most played deck, mm -hmm. then burn would be that. And that would be, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feel for this at all. Yeah. I'm going to say junk's most played burn wins it done. Lock it in. That's so unlikely and ludicrous, but I'm going to say Burn wins. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold prediction. <laughs> yeah. Bold, and, and bold prediction. And that's not prediction. a deck that pro players like to play either. Yeah, that's that's the bold part. <laughs> like none of them want to play that deck. Bold and foolish are often interchangeable. So I don't think it's a terrible choice, though. Sure, but I don't think it's going to be a choice many people will make. True, but if you think Be everyone's going to show up with junk, then you probably should show up with burn mm -hmm. or Tron. Ooh, Tron. Tron, that's one we haven't seen get a lot of paper love. Hmm. 
Hmm. Burn. Going with burn. Very well. <laughs> um, I think that you're kind of going with what you would play in modern. Sure. Because, I mean, we're going to have some uh, some GPTs coming up here in the next, like, couple months or so mm-hmm. um, for uh, GP Vegas. Sure. Uh, and these GPs, because it's uh, Modern Masters uh, 2015 edition uh, for the GP, we, we can't play that as a GPT format. So we're doing Modern as the GPT format. Um, so I think that... You know, if I had to play in one of these events, frankly, if I had to play in the Pro Tour as well, uh, I would probably play Affinity or Burn. And um, it's one of those things where what we were talking about, people play their pet decks. uh, People don't change decks too often because it's expensive to. It's not just because, you know, those are the two decks I own. (laughs) You know, uh, that makes it easy to choose those two decks because they're the two decks I own. Um, But... Frankly, as someone who hated the modern format for so long, um, it's really nice to show up to those tournaments and play the decks that people hate losing to the most. Hmm. Nothing makes me happier than drawing that seven with affinity and and just kind of, oh yeah, here we go. We're going to do the affinity thing right now. And they're going to either have an answer or they're going to die. And I kind of love that. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm serious. Like, as a as a player who plays Affinity in Modern, I really love the look on my opponent's face when I pass turn with my hand on the field. Turn one. Yeah, I'm probably gonna play Burn or if Gorio's Vengeance somehow doesn't get emergency banned, trying to break that. You think it would get emergency no, banned? No, I'm joking. <laughs> but I, I feel like eventually that card will probably get banned, and we just haven't figured out how it sh- like what that deck looks like that will ultimately get it banned. And that that G, the the Pro Tours this weekend, right? It is. Because cool. I remember Paul Chion, they were interviewing him, and he's like, "Ah, oh, crap, I got to buy a ticket now." That's funny. Yeah, he should have already had the ticket. He should have he should have like windmill slammed the ticket on the table when he won. I mean, that's a called shot right there. That's, that's bolder than the guy that got the Super Bowl champions back-to-back Seattle tattoo. Did that really happen? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That person is a loser in many ways. They lost. They lost. All right, so this weekend is the uh, modern pro tour in Washington, D.C. Looking forward to seeing what sort of innovations come out of that. And looking forward to Hive Mind not winning because I do not want to have to play against that deck all that much. Um, also, we've got our own regional championships uh, tournament to talk about, uh, hopefully with some level of success or at least some level of success greater than the one we've had uh, in our last couple events. Until then, we are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching, start brewing. Never encounter fights with self defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing dynamite. Now they get caught up in a hype for being so tight. Sag with your jeans was have a mean mug, right? Strike, Android thinking combined. Leroy Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip hop, you rep vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintain the quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding it. I've lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with.
Yo MTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever. On legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter, at omgwtfbhjftw. Follow Steven on Twitter, at m00npi. Follow Joey on Twitter, at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.